I'm saying that a cat with a balloon on it is the perfect predator. A cat inside a balloon, <laughs> that's just stupid. Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Um, share. Today we're going to be talking about our fantasy Ghostbusters 3 movie. Wrong. This whole series has been leading up to this moment, Damien. It's been lulling the audience into a false sense of security and whittling down the numbers with asinine chat only for this moment. It's a trap. This week and every week thereafter, we are going to be talking about toxic masculinity. Damien, does your mum know that you hate women? Oh, dear. <laughs> and yet I knew that's the response I would get. Oh, well, I've, I've clearly become predictable. I think, uh, uh, yeah, you might have, to, might have to scout for a new, uh, new co-host. You know, we're not, yeah, we're not talking about... <laughs> well, don't fucking, don't fucking like, butter it's me up or happening. anything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I've already put the feelers out. It's fine. There's a reason your name is finished. <laughs> there's a re- there's a reason that I've rebranded everything to the boisterous man. Um, boisterous solo. Well, cream of boisterous. Oh, well, there's um there's there's a reason that we, uh, or that I started prattling on about all that shit. Um, we're talking about Ghostbusters three, like a fantasy Ghostbusters three, i.e., a movie with the original Ghostbusters in it after the second one that isn't a remake. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, Ghostbusters is one of those movies, unfortunately, I can't hear the name without thinking of Ghostbusters 2016 and uh, what a situation normal or fucked up that was. Like, when people say the thing, I don't think, I don't really think, do you mean the 2011 version? I know what they mean. When people say Robocop, I don't think, what, that 2014 Abort, abort, yeah, it's funny you go there. Abort, abortive effort at whatever that was. I don't think that, but Ghostbusters definitely has, well, baggage. Baggage, I would say. yeah, it has yeah. baggage now, yeah. Um, well, I, I have a different perspective. Oh, I'm, you think I mean, it's I'm great? I'm aware of the fucking. No, I mean, I haven't actually seen the movie, so I don't have have that kind of, that kind of, uh, that kind of connection. Really, I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the furore. Uh, yeah, Damien doesn't hasn't in, seen any but... Ghostbusters. He doesn't no idea. <laughs> what the hell we're talking about? That's, I haven't seen anything that we've talked about. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 uh, you know, that is specifically the criteria for which I was picked for this job. Is is Rocky Three that one with Cassius Clay <laughs> with Mandingo? What? what? <laughs> Well, okay. Before we we start on to our, our fantasy Ghostbusters three, uh, I just came back from watching Black Panther. Oh, was that? I didn't realize that was out already. It is. And thoughts, feelings, emotions. That is a uh, a very competent product they've got over there <laughs> in, in, the, in Marvel Land. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a product, and and it got me kind of thinking that obviously that's what the new Ghostbusters was. I'm sure, you know, to to an extent, Ghostbusters, you know, the the actual real Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, I'm sure that was a bit of a product. Ghostbusters 2 certainly was. And yet, it doesn't feel like that when you watch them. It, they actually feel like, oh, someone wrote this because they like writing movies. <laughs> and they, you know, they like being funny on, on camera. They're, you know, I, I, I watched Ghostbusters 1 and 2 um, this week just before doing them. And I have to say, uh, I'm not a super. I'm not a super fan of, of the franchise or anything like that. I'm not one of these people who grew up on Ghostbusters, but uh, it was it was amazing watching a, a comedy that is both funny and gets to the fucking point. I suppose and, so. Um, yeah, 
I, was, I don't really watch a lot in, in terms of comedy these days because I kind of... Because I'm dead inside. Because I'm dead inside, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think that's m- much more salient than anything that I was about to say, so I'm just going yeah. to trail bit, off like I usually do right now. A bit dead on the outside as well. How are your toes? Ah. That was a cold winter. It was. It is, it is, it, it's all right. I mean, I can get by with eight toenails. It's okay. <gasps> oh, that's horrible. I've I've heard lots of people say things like that. Um, about toenails falling off and anything. That's not happened to you, has it? Oh, it has. I mean, I'm exaggerating with the eight toenails, but it was like last week I was, um, yeah, I was just like clipping one and then the whole thing just popped straight off. Oh, man, that means you're like turning into the fly. Yeah. You've been craving a lot of sugar. It's weird that you should say that, actually. Yeah, I kind of... Um, hmm. It's weird that you should say that because I did go through a teleportation device. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it, though. Oh, dear. I'm getting hair in the strangest places. But it might just be because I've turned 15. <laughs> oh. oh, really? Your whole tone- Which toenail? It wasn't the big one, was it? No, it wasn't the big one. That would have been much more satisfying. No, it was the one next to the big one on my other foot. So, yeah, the big one. And that's the last listener just <laughs> turning off right now. I was digging a little bit more ferociously than usual. There's a lot of cheese under it. But Wait, What do you mean, digging? <laughs> It's fucking filthy, man. I had to shovel out some of that shit. I mean, I can cover it up with socks, but, you know, you know that, that that stank don't lie. And that really is the last listener leaving. That's, <laughs> that's just... Oh, God. That's horrible. Yes. So, yeah, that's Ghostbusters 3, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, you, you say you've not seen Ghostbusters um, 2016. How lucky for you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I toyed with the idea, but then you kind of... You quite adamantly advised against it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, just to make my position clear, I don't really hate it or anything like that, um, but it's boring. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. I think it's boring, which is in many ways worse than being terrible. I would suppose so. It's particularly for a, uh, I would, I would say for a comedy, but I think it stands for any kind of movie really. Watching Black Panther uh, tonight. Black Panther's a long movie. It's over two hours. I, I mean, I th- I think if your movie is over two hours and it's not about, um, well, I was going to say it's not about something weight. If your movie is over two hours and it's not Casino, it's too long. It's <laughs> basically what I think. But I, I don't know. I was, I was kind of thinking about that. And I seem to remember Ghostbusters 2016 is quite long. Oh, really? Well, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I need to look that up. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll wing it. It's fine. I think you know the the, the actual uh, the the yeah, facts well, I, themselves. I, I, uh, I should just record myself saying, "Oh yeah, Ghostbusters long. Oh, it's a hundred and ten minutes, hundred and eleven minutes." It's uh, I brought <laughs> no, it up. You, you punch it in, and it's like it's sixty-five minutes, and it's like Ghostbusters is a really short movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too short. <laughs> it would benefit from being cut down, so it wasn't so short. <laughs> It's 116 minutes. Uh, it's 116 seconds. It's, it's, it's really short. It's 116 minutes and, I don't know, I think almost always for a comedy, a comedy, I think, is is kind of 90 minutes tops. Maybe 100 minutes, you know, if the credits are a bit long. But I, I kind of want my comedy, you know, it's here, it's got its jokes, it, and then it fucks off. Yeah, I think so. I mean... I mean, you know, I, I think the reason stuff like Arrested Development works so well 
is because it's 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least it used to be. I mean, that's, I think, one of the first things oh, that yeah, we noticed about season four when we checked that out. And so that immediately fucking bulking it out, it, I've, I think we agreed, or you know, almost instantly that it fucking suffered from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, comedy doesn't doesn't do well when it's a little bit bloated. So we, I mean, there are only there are so few movies, comedy movies that I, well, one I could list, but two, I guess with, simply for the fact that I, you know, there's not many that I like. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they're not not comedies which don't have some kind of cross with some other kind of genre, which you kind of would watch for, I guess. Um, I mean, I see a lot of people. There's obviously a lot of horror comedies or like romantic comedies, and then if you, if there is any kind of rewatching, it's because I think of the kind of uh, the attributes and that other the other genre that they kind of cross with. I would suppose. Yeah. So I, like I, the, the the longevity in uh, you know in a the longevity in a, a horror comedy. What you're saying is is really from the horror. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, not as like a hard and fast rule, but more as a kind of musing. I would say because I'm. Uh, yeah, like, I agree. Kind of the comedy's for, more incidental, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say when you're looking for comedy, you kind of want like instant kind of gratification anyway. It's. Uh, I don't think when I want to laugh um, to put on a movie, really. Um, I think yeah, it's. Yeah, it's no, I, I, I. Yeah, I was just thinking that, and I, you know, I was just looking at Blazing Saddles. That's ninety-three minutes. Um, I mean, Blaze, uh, the reason I go to Blazing Saddles is is one of the few movies I, I can think of that does make me laugh. I, I I agree. I don't think of putting on a movie either. I think of I will watch twenty minutes of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Blazing Saddles, I you know honestly I think that's one of the best comedy films ever made. And I still think that is kind of like five minutes too long. I mean, not really, but you know, you know, ninety ninety three minutes is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a very uh, specific number you landed on as well. I mean, you've crunched the numbers there, haven't you? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've had this draft on my computer. I was going to send this to Mel Brooks, but uh, I mean, I've done the research. It's there, but I just don't pull the trigger, Damien. But I mean, trust me, it's fucking scathing. There's a reason that these 300 seconds should not be allowed. <laughs> very racist. Yeah, so so Ghostbusters is, um, I think it's about one hour 45, and Ghostbusters 2 is almost the same time. And I think the reason that they can go on so long and work is because, I mean, they are comedies, but also I I care about what's happening. Um, I mean, uh, Blazing Saddles is is much more sketches that are connected. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, whereas, you know, Ghostbusters, there's a story, there's drama. And even then, you know, my own personal preferences could have been a bit faster. Could have been a bit faster. Could have stopped doing this Burgess Meredith speed. <laughs> you're gonna work that into every every episode from now on right our, our fantasy ghostbusters 3 is just ghostbusters but ernie hudson has been digitally replaced with burgess meredith and all he does is fucking talk about speed <laughs> he's always racking up it's really uncomfortable how do we take the how do we take the stay puff marshmallow man down maybe we should cross the cross the streams no we need speed gotta get some speed He's got a lisp in this as well. Right, okay. He just well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's fucked off his face. I mean, at this point, he's been chewing <laughs> on his tongue for months now. And it's, it's kind of this kind of fetid mush on the, in his mouth. But he's, he's, he's <laughs> still... He achieves some, you know, uh, a discernible diction. You know, it's, it's no, quite I, I, imagine, I imagine it's people, people look at Ghostbusters 3, made in 1993, and people are saying, Burgess Meredith looks really strapping. I don't... Wait... Wasn't this made quite some time after Rocky? And that's when the scientists realise speed reverses the ageing process. 
I don't know what it is. I think I've mentioned that drugs are good a, a lot of times in these podcasts. Yeah, I, can, I think so. But but only if you buy Atom. <laughs> but there seems to be some memory issues therein. Sorry, wh- who are you? I see what you did there. That's very yeah. good. That's comedy, right 101, comedy 101. Oh, that Billy Crystal would be wet in his pants. <laughs> He's thinking, I hope that's not Shepard's pie in my knickers. <laughs> Is he is he thinking that or is he thinking I hope it is? Because I I would I would think I would hope it was shepherd's pie and not shit. <laughs> I would much rather clean shepherd's pie out of my knickers than shit. That never that's when the Simpsons turned bad. There was no logic, no logical consistency there. I couldn't buy yeah. it anymore. Well, the, the, okay. What I, what I was going to say with the what I was saying about Black Panther and Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, I just get the feeling that. Movies are more bloated now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And of course, you know, Ghost, I, I, you know, as I said, Ghostbusters was one hour forty five minutes. So maybe I'm talking absolute shit. Maybe what I'm really saying is movies just aren't as good because they they certainly seem to faff around for half an hour. I love Ghostbusters one and two because it gets right in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Im- immediately here's a ghost, and these are the guys we're going to be following. Very, all right. So in this is a kind of reference. Then in 2016, how long do you have to wait to? Uh well, Ghostbusters 2016, I should specify. How long do you wait before you, you know, the reveal of any ghost? Uh, there's a ghost right at the beginning, but it's it's much it's much lo- it takes a long time to get there, and then it takes a long time for the team to form and for them to be the Ghostbusters. Right. Okay. Whereas, obviously, in in Ghostbusters, it's kind of you know, um, you know, Bill Murray and. Uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd are already kind of working on it without having, you know, set up themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're Ghostbusters like 30 minutes in, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like even at the beginning when they're, they're not quite Ghostbusters, when they're in the library, you know, it's like, get that ghost. They They know what they're doing from the beginning. We really don't join them at the beginning when they're still kind of thinking, oh, maybe we should bust some ghosts. <laughs> I suppose in England it wouldn't be called Ghostbusters, it'd be called Ghost Knickers. <laughs> You're nicked, you ghost. <laughs> you slag. So Ghostbusters 3 could just be Nonsbusters. <laughs> or Nonsnickers. A very different movie, um, with a very different audience. And a very <laughs> different appeal. A very different movie. with In no a very audience. different video store. Well, you know what? Forget about that shit. People were asking me uh, about your falling down story. You said last week, I was watching Falling Down recently, and then we got sidetracked. Oh, no. It was going to be... Um, I, was just... like, I, was wa- I was watching Falling Down the other day, and then I put a lamp through my wife's face. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> I mean, Not because she's, she's my wife, because she's a traffic warden. Oh, there was nothing to it. I was, 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 was going to talk... Um, we were talking about... What the Oprah movie would be, and I just well, I had an image of um, Oprah on a back well, in our talk show days. Just oh, I think it's a mobility scooter. <laughs> God, that's distasteful. Well, you just bring the tone down, Damien. I, I I suppose I do. It's weird. I I don't, I don't. These words don't come out of my mouth. I'm usually fed them, but yeah, I suppose I am the one that's bringing the tone of this down. You're, you're hinting at them. <laughs> like sometimes I go to the pub with Damien, and the way he sits, it's pretty fucking xenophobic. <laughs> Hands on my lap the whole fucking time. No, I can't. We'll be, we'll be sat in silence, and then I'll say, "I can't believe you said that, Damien." <laughs> and then I, you know, immediately spin around and glare. <laughs> yeah, because you're in 
you're in like an executive chair wherever you are. You've always got a very long-haired white cat on you. <laughs> no, I've just got like a neck like an owl. I can spin it 360 degrees. My body is stationary the whole time. Owls can't spin their necks 360 degrees or their head 360 degrees, can they? It's only 180, isn't it? 180, yeah, that sounds about right. Or can they do it all the way? No, it's 270. No, it's 270. I mean, do you think they can wind them round and then they let them go? And there's, there's like, <laughs> That's like what gives them the power of flight. There's all, all this connecting <laughs> Owls, which gave us the inspiration for helicopters. <laughs> like, you know one of those hats with the propeller on the top? Yes, exactly like that. They just put one of those on an owl's head, but the propeller was fixed, and then you just wind the owl's head into its body, and then you press its beak in, and then that releases its head. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it gets up into the air. Unfortunately, like, regular barn owls aren't successful flies because they have relatively smooth heads, but the tufted owls, they do really, really well um, with this method of flight. They fucking spit... They shoot up in the air like a fucking rocket. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I... I don't know why there there doesn't exist a sort of bird which is just basically a cat with a balloon on it. <laughs> we just browbeat browbeat the scientific community and say no, it is in fact a bird. Until everyone <laughs> there's a consensus. <laughs> well, everyone knows it's not, but everyone daren't say otherwise. Don't make me purge another university. It's a bird. <laughs> and in two generations' time, you know, like the truth of how that came to be is completely forgotten, and everyone like accepts it as gospel. People, people, some people kind of know it doesn't make sense, but they're terrified. <laughs> doesn't quite look right. Why is this? You know, why is this? Why is this bird born without the balloon? Why is this? Why is this bird so so uncomfortable all the time? Why does it seem to be scared of heights? Why is it constantly trying to wriggle out of the balloon, <laughs> out of the harness that it's in? So, is it tied to a balloon or is it inside the balloon? It's <laughs> It's like it's like like the boy in the bubble, but it's a cat, and the balloon can fly, and the bubble can fly. The bubble's full of helium, and there's a cat inside. No, I'm saying that a cat with a balloon on it is the perfect predator. A cat inside a balloon—that's just stupid. Oh dear, yeah, that's uh, that's practically uh, yeah, that's inert, Damien. That doesn't work. You put that in the wild, immediately it's going to get picked off. You you would you would put the cat in the balloon if for some reason you needed to. Th- I mean, I don't think of it of it balloon. I think of it more of one of those things you would get in, get in for fun. You know when you see people get in these big plastic spheres and then they run at each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine if for some reason you needed to throw a cat down a cliff, but you wanted the cat to be okay, you'd put it in one of those. But is it inside this ball with the balloon still, or? Or are we talking like a different species well, so, here? So it's like a cat, a cat with a balloon inside a silicon ball. Yeah, I, I, I think now we're getting into like it's fucking cross events. cross dimensional now. It is cross dimensional. All right. Well, maybe, maybe. All right. So maybe this this bird cat, right? Maybe it's the same balloon, right? It doesn't get into like one of those zorbing fucking balls. Oh, zorbing! That, yeah, that's the word. Um, like. It can it for whatever reason it's been engineered with like thumbs, right? So it can undo the knot on this balloon when it feels threatened and crawl inside, like a defense mechanism. <laughs> so I guess I guess I guess then it would it would also be able to when it didn't feel threatened anymore, it would use its thumbs to put the harness <laughs> back on. <laughs> you see now I just imagine a cat walking around with like not human cat. thumbs not... coming out of its neck or something. Like Frankenstein bolts. <laughs> They're like scales. Like when like cats, they develop this whole whole different sort of hierarchy of of fighting each other. It's not like who's the biggest cat. 
you know, it's all about who can beat each other in a thumb war. Right. Okay. Is I mean, is that um, predicated on how large these thumbs are, or like Basic, the sheer okay. number of them? <laughs> it's it's so it's not a thumb war. Then it's just how many times can I prod you versus how many times can you prod me? <laughs> just like real life. Otherwise, see, they kind of they're running all along down their back, kind of with parallel to the like, spine. like spines. Yeah. Well, like was, so I, if if you like turn this this um this cat upside down, it could like undulate like a caterpillar. Yeah, right. Well, I was thinking it would just be like it would just be the uh, a normal cat with a thumb coming out of its head, and then it could it could kind then it could kind of it could kind of like put its head against another cat's head, so they would like eye to eye, and then the thumbs would do the thumb war instead of the thumbs doing their war on the on a closed fist. It would be the thumbs doing a war on the scalps of cats. Right. Okay. I thought you were going to say like, like clenched to. jaws or something like that. Okay. But that, that that also that kind of makes sense, I guess. Well, now I'm thinking, what what if you didn't have a jaw, but you just had two massive thumbs that opened up like Predator's face? For why um, the additional thumbs? Like we we like the forehead thumb. Well, I d- I didn't think it would be on the forehead, but we 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 were kind of discerning th- a practical reason. I think we should go with forehead and and down down its spine, like a um, what's the dinosaur called? Ster- Stegosaurus. Caterpillar. Like, the, what's the dinosaur <laughs> called? A caterpillar. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's Stegosaurus. <laughs> what if cats just had two big thumbs instead of legs? <laughs> or four big thumbs? <laughs> but oh, yeah, where, cats have four, four legs. Oh. Uh, no, no, well, I was going to say, what, where are these two thumbs? Is it like one thumb for each of the, for two legs, in place of two legs? Or are they just at the front or at the back? So if it's like, just at the front and the cat doesn't have any legs at the back, it just drags itself along. Well, I was going to say if you have them at the back, it's not like they've got these like two thick leg stumps. It kind of it can. And then it would, to... it could go into water and like paddle like a duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it uses its it will use its tail like a rudder, right, to kind of direct it. It's perfect. It's perfect. And then when it's like fuck this shit, I've had enough of hunting for koi. I'm going to hunt for pigeons. It'll just get into its balloon harness. <laughs> Yeah, yes, of course. And right, so any if, if there's anyone that's kind of like disputing the fact that it is in fact a bird, as we were previously previously stating, we can tell them that, that it adopts the behaviours of a duck. No, birds do get wet. Okay, <laughs> it's, that's a scientific fact. Birds do do water, and they do do air, and they do do land, and they do do catnip and sleeping all day. Right, that's I, perfect. I, you were so pleased you got to say do do that many times, weren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that was my falling down story. That is what we've just des- designed is the perfect predator, and perhaps the perfect antagonist for Ghostbusters Three. <laughs> Discuss. Sorry, can, or just a quick recap before we uh, jump in. That so the how many thumbs does this this cat have? Twenty-seven. We, Twenty-seven. So yeah. what we're going with what one one forehead, one two jaw. Two leg and then the rest. Oh, okay. Down the we're back. doing the jaw. Well, I wasn't talking about the cat having them on the jaw. I was talking about a human having them on the on his jaw. So ah. he could he could like open up his jaw if if there was something that he that he or she wanted to eat, but it was too big for their mouth. They could open it up a bit like a snake, like predator. You could get a lot if you could open open up your jaw. If your jaw split apart, I think two thumbs would work really well doing that. You could you know you could swallow a whole ballard. <laughs> I suppose you could. Yeah, you could gently kind of massage it down with the additional support that I suppose your hands wouldn't give you in that situation. 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess these thumbs, these thumbs on your jaw would have nails. Or no, they're not on your jaw. They are your jaw. They would have nails, right? Yeah, but are we talking about like like fingernails or in terms of like hardware? We're talking like nine inch nails. <laughs> <laughs> were we talking about this, or did I hear this somewhere else? Did I hear this in another podcast? Someone was doing or something where they were talking about. Um, what if your forehead had a nail on it? No, that would have been elsewhere, or maybe some kind of fever dream. I mean, wouldn't that be weird? I suppose it would be, but I suppose if you know, if there's anything growing out of your forehead, it would be kind of weird. I don't, it wouldn't be growing out of your forehead. I mean, you don't say your fingernail is growing out of your finger, do you? Or do, would you say that? It's, growing, it's not, say- growing, not growing out of your finger. That sounds like it's perpendicular to your finger. It's growing from your... All right, so if there's a nail growing from your forehead, it's, it's more, more acceptable? I think the scientific way of describing it, or the medical way of describing it, is, uh, yeah. I mean, I have a I have a fingernail that's growing despite my finger. <laughs> so, in in your world, uh, the fingernails and your fingers are at war. Damien, my world is your world. No, do you remember Ghostbusters at all? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> These people who do in ghosts, <laughs> ghost murderers. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Like no hot ghost. chocolate, that means you are afraid of a ghost because that's a double negative. <laughs> I am afraid of a ghost. I am afraid of ghosts. Like the, the, the theme itself plays out as normal, but there is a break every time there's a grammatical error. And you walk you in, call? like, superimposed onto the screen. <laughs> like, I need to explain to you right now. I brought my journal. Why this is my journal? (laughs) Bang! It's like eight hundred (laughs) pages. Page one. Who are you going to call? The authorities. I also, (laughs) in in preparation, in preparation for this podcast, who are you kidding, Damien? I spoke to citizens. I spoke to citizens' advice. They told me. (laughs) I spoke to cynicism advice. Oh, how is he? Still balding. (laughs) That's my rap name. Uh, My rap name would be cough drops. (laughs) <laughs> I watched a uh, a little bit of the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon that oh. was around in the in the eighties and early nineties. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, but oh uh, yeah, I, I I saw bits of it as a kid with um, Platinum Egon. Not only Platinum, but Platinum like very weirdly coiffured Egon. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's got he's got almost a. Kind of like Elvis-esque, sort of ridiculous quiff. Yeah, quiff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a quiff, but it's also it's also like in a huge role. Yeah, I mean, he, have, he, he almost he looks like, like a piece of macaroni. <laughs> does he have the sideburns to match as well? I don't think he does. I don't know, right, okay. but he does have. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't look like anything like Harold Ramis. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I imagine they will have like mocked up a few, um, you know, uh, caricatures of Harold Ramis. And it's like this is going to play with kids. Oh my god! Well, um, I did look up. I remember looking up a long time ago on the internet people's opinions as to why they made Egon in the real Ghostbusters like that, and the opinion was it was just so kids could tell the difference between people because they've got like Dan Aykroyd, f- a bit fat the way they drew him, and then they've got Bill Murray's character Venkman, and he's got brown hair like Dan Aykroyd, but he's not quite as fat. And then they've got Egon, and they were like, "Well, he's another white guy with brown hair. How are we gonna, how are we gonna draw him to look differently?" It's gonna be like looking at a mass of penguins. You can't tell them apart. It's, it's yeah. Well, the way it's drawn, it's obviously. I mean, it's obviously fairly cheaply drawn. 
I mean, it doesn't look bad or anything, but I suppose I so. In the, in the, the, I suppose most of the time they're in like khaki jumpsuits as well, that are completely that's, nondescript. That seemed to be the consensus, right? So that's fine. I've got my explanation for that. I know why Egon is blonde. That makes sense. What I can never find, and a period, periodically I will go around the internet looking for this to see if there's an update or anything. I find myself in the same old forums, the same post made in 2003. It's all very sad, because what I'm looking for, what I really want to know, the holy grail of casting questions is why the fuck sometimes is Lisa's saxophone blue and purple? Blue and purple. Oh, yes. In in the intro. In, the old, in some of the old intros. Not all of them. Hmm. I looked it up, you know, Dead Horse Interchange didn't know, no. Kiwi Farms didn't know, no. Are these it's actual, like, like names? Like Dramatica didn't know, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. yes, they are. I see. Bastions of knowledge. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know, I mean, can, can you speculate on that? Um, absolutely not, no. Um, I may, I, I, I'm sure it's the same reason that I believe that... Uh, they swap Smith the colours of uh, lose white in, um, in the first right. couple of seasons for some reason. That's a it's a weird move, I guess. Uh, Mo had black hair. Yeah, you want to look at something weird? Look at Randy in season one of South Park. I seem to remember he's really weird, isn't he? He's got like he's really like, high hair or something. It's very strange. I mean, I guess if you never if you never seen Randy, you know, it would just be normal, but. You know, Randy having become such an important character later on, it's it's really weird to see him like that. Yeah, he looks like he's kind of got a bit of elephantitis. He does look like that, right? It's it's kind of like somehow his face is too big for his face. Mm, yeah, no, I would sort say it's, it's, far, it's far too small. It's far too small, his face. Right. His face is too big for his face because his face is ta- far too small for his face. <laughs> I meant well. I can see that's just like well, production values uh, in the first uh, first season, but I cannot under I can't understand the fucking the uh, the racial swap in The Simpsons. Maybe they thought maybe someone was complaining that it was a. I don't know. I would say like The Simpsons was hardly like a kind of whitewashed cast or anything like that, or lack of well, no. But lack you of wouldn't you wouldn't say you but you wouldn't you wouldn't say well make Lou into a black cop, but make Smithers into a white man. You wouldn't. Mm. I don't know. I th- I don't know. I think it was just probably honing the characters, maybe. <laughs> like some, or people just plain forgot when they came back to work for the next season. Just fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> I got my new felt tips today. Because <laughs> it's all felt tip. Uh, so okay, do you have a a fantasy Ghostbusters three? Uh, I would say fantasy is. It's definitely the wrong word because it sounds kind of like I would desire this. But uh, well, okay, well, uh, well, let me put it in a more kind of George and Damien sort of way. Do you have a bullshit Ghostbusters three? <laughs> Can you just talk? Can you just pad out the episode a little bit, please? Can you just shit out some nonsense about some movie that would would you know obviously have never been made because it was never made? What a pointless thing that was to say. Um, do you do you have anything to say, Damien? Do you have any opinions on Ghostbusters? It's clear. Um, uh, okay, um, I had something, but... Uh, okay, so Ghostbusters 3, right? Um, <clears throat> okay, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll uh, take another pass at that. Ghostbusters 3. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, I'll stop it. Um, so in the light of the uh, events of the first two movies... 
and the existence of uh, ghosts is now um, accepted. Uh, it's, it's widespread, you know. Um, the government steps in because this, this can't be uh, something that's dealt with. It's a nuisance and mm-hmm. something that can't be dealt with, with like, um, I suppose you would call, what would you call them? Um, freelancers, contractors, I suppose, in that. It, it, yeah, it's too important for, for four schlubs to deal with. Yeah, so they've, they've stepped in and like the, the US government has made it mandate upon mandate and yeah, um, and so they're kind of run out of business. They're not allowed to do it. It's, in, it's entirely governmental procedure. Like ghostbusting has been industrialized and it's yeah it's become exclusive exclusive to a certain branch of the army yes yeah yeah, yeah. um it's almost it's, i would say almost like a sort of a special sort of police force i would say right um, but it runs these guys out of work um uh yeah so they yeah. they're finding their own way again and but they don't spend the same time as they once did um Bergman, uh, Bill Murray never had the fucking patience for it anyway. Um, but what do you mean in real life? <laughs> no, I just find yeah. myself it's easy to refer to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to make clear because, I mean, you're right, Bill Murray, you know, the reason Ghostbusters 3 didn't happen was Bill Murray didn't want to do it. Then fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's fair enough if you ask me. Um, but, yeah, Dan Aykroyd doesn't I get lo- I love this. I love... Well, oh, let's talk about Ghostbusters 3. We like Ghostbusters. Let's talk about if they made Ghostbusters 3. What we'd like that to be. As fans of Ghostbusters, what would we like that to be? Oh, shouldn't have made it. Fuck it. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, fine. Mm. Dan Aykroyd's kind of... He's not pissed. He's in a, he, he's in a slump, basically. He's, his glory days are over. Um, and just to specify, we are talking about Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because in real life, Dan Aykroyd's he's, glory days are way yet to come. He's he's far from his. Oh end. yeah, yeah. He has. He's, he, yeah, like he doesn't know the word peak. All right, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I I did like what he did with. Uh, never mind. <laughs> was that a bit? <laughs> that, yeah, was that was the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the punchline. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he reflects on his uh, glory days. He's you know he's he's lost. He doesn't have the work. He's broke. He's penniless. He's got nowhere to go. His his education was worthless, um, but he he obsessed some of the smaller facets of the, uh, those days. One of them being that uh, the sex dream he had with that um, with that yeah. ghost. Right, that's right. unexplained. That yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's gone. And he waxed. You know, he. <gasps> I know where you're going. Go, do you want, can I jump in, or are you go, do you go, want go, go for it? Yeah, no, no, you go, you go. Are you talking about Ghostbusters three? It's it's like that movie, it's like one of those movies with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger that we can never remember the name of. Junior, it's like that. Dan Aykroyd gets pregnant with a ghost. That was not where I was going, but I do quite like that idea, yeah. Okay, well, let, maybe let's come back to that. Go on with your idea. All right, so like he's depressed. He takes his his life. He's now the ghost, right? Dan he Aykroyd. takes his life. Yeah, oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. He takes his life and he goes straight to hell. And, and in hell, you know, the first thing he he's told is... You can't be a ghost if you've killed yourself. You just have to be here forever. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> it's ten minutes. <laughs> you know what we're saying about comedies need to be fucking lean. It's not a comedy though. It's very sad. <laughs> it's a solo oh. violin scores the entire piece. <laughs> I love this. It's a, there's Dan- no dialogue. So Ghostbusters three. Dan Aykroyd kills it- himself to be a ghost. <laughs> right, but he's obsessed with this 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 dream that he had years prior right um he decides that as a ghost he is going to be a sex pest and relive that right he kind of goes on a bit of a kind of 
um, hollow man kind of crime spree, I, I would say, for lack of a better term. There's people in, in hotels or wherever, wherever he's haunting and occasionally like they'll, their skirt will suddenly start to be lifted. And no well, one they, knows why. There's no vents or anything. Oh no, no. Much like you know that montage in you know Ghostbusters. Oh no, he's like he's Dan like, Aykroyd, like floating, them, yeah. floating above the uh, bed, and this very kind of sensual lace is kind of wafting around. Then he vanishes, and then like trousers or skirts or albeit or rather, or like kind of being undone by themselves. People fucking go apeshit, right? Because he was a former Ghostbuster, he knows the tricks, right? So. National Guard or whatever the secret police is, they come busting down the door, but they cannot bust Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> know, Dan Aykroyd knows that their their proton packs are flawed in some way or something like that. <laughs> or he's like he's flying about the rooms, he's getting them to cross the streams, but this time it doesn't work out, and you know, fucking it incinerates you know uh, these this this new agey kind of not new agey, it incinerates this, this new breed of uh, ghostbusters, right? And he's fucking yeah, he's given the slip left right and center, right? And so they're having to step up their operations at every fucking turn. I'm not quite sure like how the third act pans out, but he is facing down the entire National Guard. Right. I like that. And and he's 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 there and he's you know, they're like, Yeah, we've got the proton packs and everything, we'll go after him. But then, you know, he takes over a TV station and he lets it be known, Yeah, if you come after me, I'll I'll be at your house with your wife. You know, <laughs> simultaneously, like the thousand National Guard that are coming after me, I'll be in all of your homes. <laughs> because you know what you didn't realize about ghosts is right. They can be they can be many like, places at many yeah, different times. Instant teleportation, right? Oh no! It's not just <laughs> teleportation. It's like they can project themselves into into multiple places at the same time. Oh, yeah. all right. So there's no instant teleportation, right? He splits himself into different Ac- Dan Aykroyds, right? But he has to go there on foot, no less, right? So yeah, when he. The- so, so he makes his broadcast Ernie, Hud- oh. Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray, and Harold Ramis didn't do this, but it's okay because we've got four Dan Aykroyds. <laughs> right, he's positioned himself all over America. He's waited two years to do this broadcast because the other three Aykroyds have had to like get there on foot, right? I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say we couldn't get it made straight away because one of the Dan Aykroyds was holding out for a higher paycheck. <laughs> Because again, for the sake of this movie, they have rejected the uh, the means of um, science like by decades, and they've actually cloned three more additional Ackroyds. Oh, three ghost clones oh. doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> well, okay, I w- I was thinking. Do you remember that there was an episode of Star Trek: Next Generation that you made me watch? Well, Councillor <laughs> Troy, um, Councillor Troy gets in touch with a ghost of an ancestor or I think it's like a ghost of an ancestor who did who was doing one of her ancestors or something and therefore maybe is one of her ancestors and she's telling uh, she's telling Crusher the elder that um, <laughs> when I go to sleep at night I can feel this ghost fiddling with me and it's really nice I mean maybe maybe you could have a bit of a bit of a crossover where it's Dan Aykroyd and she thinks that this, like, oh yeah, I've been reading this. I've been reading this journal from the nineteenth century, and the, the ghost of that person, uh, you know, is is playing with me in in my sleep, and he's so romantic and he's so wonderful. And then it's fucking Dan Aykroyd, and he's like, hey. Um, I feel like if we kind of scoured your hard drive, we find like the script for this already. 
This is like your fucking piece de resistance, fucking fan fiction, no? I just wrote fan fiction about the ghost of Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> fucking Councillor Troy, in her sleep. I'm sure if I could, I'm sure I could Google search that. And 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 in my universe, every time, every time the computer does anything. Instead of like saying compliance or or acknowledging anything, you know, if you say like uh, you know, computer, uh, what's the temperature? It'll tell you, but then it'll be like, computer, what's the temperature? The temperature is twenty three degrees. Rah, rah, rah. And it's just Sir James Perv laugh. <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Every oh, time the door opens, it's that noise. It's like every time they finish using a computer panel, you just get a kind of kind of a, <laughs> like a static shot of Sir James watching you. All the time. And also, every time a door opens and one of the crushers comes through it, it's your voice going, Crusher! (laughs) (sighs) He's a crusher! All right, so, like, Dan Aykroyd's diddling Troy, right? And is this a good (laughs) or a bad thing? That's a horrible word. (laughs) Is this consensual or not? I mean, she was was enjoying it at first, or now she hates it or what? Well, this is why that episode stuck with me, was... It wasn't consensual. It was just, you know, she just said, "Oh, I, I, I felt a presence last night on my clit," sort of thing, <laughs> and and then she says, oh, and I liked it," and I always thought that was really weird, and in many ways brave of them to do. I see, but when she finds out it's Dan Aykroyd, is she of the same opinion? Oh no, I th- I think like. I think she's really keen to meet this ghost. They do something where they make this ghost uh, physical, no longer ethereal. It, you know, it's what what would the word be? Corporeal. Uh, yeah, I think so. Corporeal, maybe. I don't Corporeal. know. Corporeal. She thinks it's going to be this this kind of you know old nineteenth century etching or early photograph of this this gentleman from the past, and it's just Dan Aykroyd, and he's got this massive grin, and you don't even see her reaction. It's just immediately. <laughs> All right, so maybe like, so when they're like beaming him to life, right? They've got like this chamber in sick bay, right? And they do like this kind of reveal that there's there's some kind of mishap, right? When they're doing it, they get some like funny reading, <laughs> and they approach this chamber, right? <laughs> and when they fucking separate the doors, it's just. <laughs> It's Jen. It's Dan Aykroyd's giant fucking face, and that's it. And he's holding a cap that's got twenty-seven <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> oh, we've come full fucking circle. <laughs> There's no explanation, and it's just like, and then, then it, then it zooms out, and Kevin Spacey's stood there as well, looking at the camera as the camera's still tracking back, and you just hear Kevin Spacey say, "Welcome to hell," and that's it. Cut. <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. I think that's the movie. That's. I mean, that's way better than what I got. I, I, I. My idea was basically doing what uh, Aykroyd wrote as a script in the nineties, uh, called Hellbent. Ghostbusters Three Hellbent. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard about that. So he wrote a script where they, the Ghostbusters, go to an alternate version of New York um, or Manhattan called Manhattan. Right, and they okay. meet and they meet the devil, and I just got this image of like it could be, Bill it could be Ted. Ghostbusters three <laughs> and Bill and Ted three exactly. I I said that like quite scathingly, but you know I I, I don't quite I I don't hate that idea. 
No, I mean I like Bill and Ted. They're doing another one of those. Did you know? I had heard. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. Don't... Same cast, or are they they doing the same kind of? Are they passing the torch? Well, you mean like if it's if it's Bill but not Ted? I mean, well, I've, I've, <laughs> well, Ted's dead. <laughs> obviously, Rufus isn't going to be there, is he? No. Unless they, you know, they do a Peter Cushing with him, and it's all CGI. That'd be awful. I'm sure. I'm sure George Carlin would fucking hate that. Yes, I think that it seems appropriate. That's what movies seem to do these days. They seem to think, how can we fucking piss on somebody that people like? We piss on the franchise. How do we piss on someone in the grave? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, Bill and Ted. They might it might as well go full hog. They might as well have Rufus there, a, a CGI Rufus, like address. They might as well do a CGI Rufus addressing the camera, saying. In the 80s, I told some jokes which were out of taste. I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they may as well just do They may as well just... Oh, fuck it. Just, just just, animate anyone and get them to say whatever you fucking like. So you got high hopes for this movie, I take it? I've got high hopes for fucking humanity, clearly. <laughs> but obviously, Manhelton, I can't think of hell without a cat that has thumbs on its back. <laughs> right, okay. So again, we're bringing in other facets of what we've been talking about today. I mean, this is like... It's almost like we carefully engineered this show. It's like it was scripted. It's fucking dynamite. Now I'm thinking, what if the dwarves are Mark Wahlberg's legs? What if they had all thumbs instead of fingers? Wouldn't that what be weird? If, what if, like, Satan himself wasn't, in fact, an amorphous blob of at least 60 Marky Marks, like, as we described him? <laughs> You're going to say, what if Satan himself was a thumb? <laughs> instead of horns. Instead of horns, he's got two thumbs. But he, like Satan's like 60 feet tall, but they're just normal thumbs. <laughs> they kind of just look like nipples from far away. It really, <laughs> really undercuts his tone. Like long nipples. Have you ever seen anyone with really long nipples? I've heard tell of them, but I haven't seen them. Mm. Honestly, I don't have anything better than Dan Aykroyd kills himself to become a ghost. That is the perfect <laughs> Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> what I was going to say is they should. I was going to go through this thing about, you know, well, they should have made it in 1993. You know, they could, you know, even if Harold Ramis was alive now, I don't think I would want to see a Ghostbusters 3 now. <laughs> um, well, but, well, we'd see potentially. I mean, it's, it's obvious it's a little bit on the nose, but this is like... You know, it's a good environment, you know, to make the next Ghostbusters movie since, you know, some of the cast are of the ethereal plane. Well, this is right. This is this is where this has led me to now. They this is the perfect time to do Ghostbusters three. So when you could you could completely bastardize the memory of Hal Ramis by having a CGI ghost of him. I'm fucking hmm. surprised they didn't do that in Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. I'm I'm starting to sound angry now. I'm but I am surprised they didn't do that actually. Hmm. His cameo was the best one in there. It was just a bust. It was a, a bust of him. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was like, oh, I, you know, looking back at that, that that was nice because that was dignified. <laughs> just like... Um, Bill Murray. No, in uh, Indiana Jones. The, the guy oh, Denham Elliott. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's much nicer to do that than, you know, animate Peter Cushing. Yeah, what movie was that? Uh, Rogue One. Oh, right, okay. I haven't seen that, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I heard that was quite, uh, yeah, that was quite dubious. It's weird because it's, it's, it's kind of like if the whole movie was that level of CGI, like if the whole movie was CGI, mm-hmm. and every everyone was CGI, you you know people would be saying this is great. 
It doesn't look. It doesn't look like this is the real thing. But it's it's great animation. Mm-hmm. Like it's an accomplishment, but it still doesn't fit. You can still tell it's still uncanny. Yeah, I don't see why they just don't swap it out for a different actor. Not, not even someone that looks like comparable. Just have them address them as that character. It might be, I would say it'd be I mean, a little bit more fucking respectable. Honestly, Respectful the story. Though. The story. You could have just. You don't even need the same character. It could have just been a different character. And oh, yeah. you, you know, and you, yeah, you don't need the guy. You don't need a lookalike or anything like that. You know, people know that Peter Cushing isn't alive anymore. Okay, you don't have to make you don't have to make a fucking replica of him. No, very bad taste, I would say. Very bad taste. A bad show. It's just not cricket. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Ghostbusters? Uh, well, you you did. We did touch on um, uh, Dan Aykroyd in this kind of uh, what was it like in junior scenario? Did you want to maybe? Dan Aykroyd is so, pregnant with the ghost of Harold Ramis. Ramis. That's that, yeah, that, I was gonna. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's the most offensive thing I can think of. And <sighs> it's and it's it's like that. Um, oh, I was sorry. I I forgot the actor's name, and I was gonna say who's the actor who is in Downey Boy, not Downey Boy, Water Boy. Who's the actor oh, who's in Downey Boy? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I wanted to say Ben Stiller. Have you seen that Adam Sandler thing where he's his head is on a baby? I have not seen that. No, that sounds that sounds hellish. I wiped your ass our entire childhood. Now it's your turn, buddy. Well, anyway, that's that's what I imagined they would do to Harold Ramis's head. No, I I I kind of think it's um that, that, like Harold Ramis is never actually born, um, but he does he nevertheless grows full size inside of um, Dan Aykroyd. Right. Um, he's never like kind of birthed properly. He kind of just like his head kind of like burst through like the lower portion of his stomach but obviously you know because he's he's a baby he's upside down so you've got uh, Dan Aykroyd has to like spend the rest of the movie shirtless so you know Ramis can breathe naturally right but you've just got his upside down face underneath his belly button right he has to kind of wear specially adapted trousers but his like throughout the course of the movie the rest of his limbs grow out through like the rest of uh, Aykroyd's torso I think so is Harold Ramis ever conscious oh so you, re- you reckon that Har- Harold Ramis is stillborn I hadn't. I, I was going to say, yeah, no, he, you know, he. Well, he said he was never a, born, so. Well, he, he, well, I mean, like Aykroyd's not a woman. He doesn't, you know, he can't birth. He just has this thing growing inside of him, right? So it just kind well, of. Well, I, I, I think this is all the debate. This is like the junior debate. I think Venkman and Zedemore want to to terminate the Harold Ramis fetus because it's <laughs> because it's a crime against nature. Right. But but Dan Aykroyd really doesn't want that, and so he goes on the run. And they're following him. They're not like a danger to him, but they really want to convince Dan Aykroyd not to have the Harold Ramis baby. And, and you know, it, it ends with Dan Aykroyd becoming more and more kind of flustered. It's a psychological horror. Is this really happening? And then it ends up with him in a motel hiding from Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson as they look for Dan Aykroyd to try and help him because they think he's basically a new mother in distress. Right, okay. And, and then it ends with... Uh, Dan Aykroyd na- naked. He has Harold Ramis. Hamil Ra- ha- Harold Ramis is naked. Dan Aykroyd stands up for the first time after the labour, and then Harold Ramis naked walks right up to him. It's a t- it's a a fifty fifty two shot on them, uh, right. you know, kind of just above the waist, so you don't see any cock or anything, but you see a bit of nipple. Yeah, tasteful, tasteful. And they, they get they get so close that their nipples are almost touching. <laughs> Harold Ramis ki- kisses Dan Aykroyd. Credits. That's a fucking Oscar. 
That is that's stunning. That's absolutely stunning. And the credits are in silence as well. <laughs> like 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 this should be devastating. Yeah, they don't they don't put the lights back up in the theater. No, not yet. The the audience moves. No one's getting up saying that was good or anything like that. They just move and then they they go go to the parking lot, get in the car. Don't turn the lights on in the car. Don't start the car. They just weep. <laughs> they roll up all the windows. They just leave the engine running. I think we've got it. I mean, I think that's, that's all we need. We, you know, this is it. This is this is Ghostbusters three. This is our fantasy movie. Yep. As you might have expected, it's become a fucking nightmare. <laughs> also, there's a cat with thumbs. It's just it's just the Ghostbusters, but they're retired and they just go on a boat trip together, and it's a bit fun. <laughs> they have a couple of heart to hearts. It's all. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a Mike Judge thing, so it's very kind of calm and laid back. There's a hot tub. Is there a hot tub? Yeah. I think they don't get a bit, in it. Bit too it. much. Oh, okay, they don't they, get they in it. Of, there's leaves in it, so they don't get in it. Yeah, there's, it's a talking point. Like who's gonna who's gonna deal with it? And then, you know, they, they say it's gonna be Bill Murray, but he's a bit of a cheeky fucker, and he says he will, but he won't. He knows he won't. They know he won't, but they get they get pissed off. You know, it's most of it's like in an RV that they're sharing, and like the entire soundtrack is just <laughs> boom boom. Make a U-turn when possible. Make a U-turn when possible. Yeah, but they're in like at this Recalculating point. Recalculating right? your destination. <laughs> at this point, the scene is cut to like a greasy spoon cafe, but you still got sat in it. It's cut. It's cut to a greasy spoon cafe, but the the sound from the scene previous is still continuing because no one could be bothered to edit this properly. <laughs> well, there's just loads of like extreme close-ups of the three of them of their brow, you know, and it's just like, yeah, tensions are running really, really high. Something happened before they got in that car, and that's what they can. That's what they're going to work up to the reveal. Well, what, what do you think it was? What, what do you think? I don't know, happened? but they okay. they kind of. I reckon they're going out out to the woods to die. Okay, all right. Maybe it could be. Um, maybe the surviving Ghostbusters take Harold Ramis's. I was going to say his remains, his ashes out to the woods to sprinkle them. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So they get there, right? And they're, they're know, it's one of the Great Lakes, right? Um, right. And they're okay. going to scatter him over the water or something. And in the yeah. most tasteless thing they could possibly do, as soon as they pop open the lid, they see how Remus's head pop out, right? <laughs> like on a spring. <laughs> like it's a jack in the box. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was like the placeholder for the CGI, but no one fucking caught it in editing. <laughs> so it's a really crude doll as well. And for the rest, of the, you know, it's like, oh, we've got our buddy back, and so they, you know, they, they adopted it for lack of a better term. But they never addressed the uh, the special effects in the movie, and they refer to it, even though it's not really clear it's Harold Ramis. They they act as though it is him, in you know, incarnate. It's really quite bizarre. It's more of a study of mental mental degradation and illness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's where like every every fucking suggestion we have, it's always like. <laughs> It's a study into me- mental degradation. It's a study into madness. It's a psychological horror. Basically, we're weirdos. Basically, that's it, isn't it? That's this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the kind of junior thing could have been like something more for like um, poli- political adv- advocacy groups or something like that, you know, with the kind of pro-choice and all that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily mental illness, but, you know, we've got some kind of, you know, some weight, some, gra- you know, gravitas there. Now, I know this isn't what we're talking <laughs> about, but wouldn't junior have been better if... Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant, but the way male pregnancy works is Arnold Schwarzenegger's 
is pregnant with Danny DeVito with Danny DeVito. I think that's for next week, no? <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that nightmare. <laughs> Movie. <laughs> Movies that where men should have been pregnant with fully grown people. All right, so the second Danny DeVito, right? So the second Danny DeVito is the Danny DeVito in a Danny DeVito. Inside that Danny DeVito when, is When the second Danny DeVito is born, the first Danny DeVito dies. That's why Danny DeVito has always been a 65-year-old man. He doesn't age. <laughs> Every two years, he kind of, like, sheds... This new one. Yeah, yeah, he kind of, like, sheds his skin out, but he starts at his mouth, right? So as soon as he... he he dislocates his jaw, pulls it back, and as soon as you do that, you can see like the next Danny Vito start to emerge. Well, thank you very much for listening to this uh, atrocious podcast. Uh, I'm very sorry. One thing I wanted to say, uh, thank you to anyone uh, who's seen my political correctness video recently. I imagine most people who listen to this or watch this uh, watch my other stuff. Uh, I got some very interesting comments on there. I mean that unironically. I mean, I got some, some very kind of interesting, deep, thoughtful comments on there. And uh, it was they were very interesting to read, so thanks for that. See you next week, maybe not, uh, where we will be discussing what Bill and Ted 3 could be. Probably won't be, because we'll, we'll just talk about cats with thumbs on their backs again. Ted's dead, and Bill gets pregnant with Ted. <laughs> but inside that baby is Danny DeVito, and he's carrying <laughs> at least like eight other Danny DeVitos like a fucking Russian doll. But, but then you zoom out and you realise all this is happening in a tear coming down George Carlin's face, a CGI George Carlin, as he apologises for making funnies back in the 80s. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>